morning. Let's stand and worship.
We're going to ask you to remain standing. We're going to go to the Lord in prayer. We're going to ask our ushers if they would come at this time and to help receive our tithes and offerings this morning and immediately following this prayer. If you are uh, part of this church, you know we bring our tithes into the Lord and then we have this time of meet and greet. So we want to come together and, and worship again. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, Lord, we love you, we glorify you, and we praise your name. Father, we pray you would be over this offering. We pray you'd bless the gift and the giver, those that have to give and those that do not have to give. We pray that, Lord, those that may not be able to give, there would come a point in time that you would give them the ability to be able to give, to show their love and devotion and appreciation for all that you do for them. Father, we pray that this offering would be used for the upbuilding of your kingdom. And forever we commit this service, every note that's played, every song that is sung, to the loving arms and care of Jesus Christ. And forever we praise and glorify that name that's above every name. Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the body of Christ together said amen. 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 God bless you at this time. Will you bring your offerings to the Lord? Good morning. I'm going to ask you, if you will, to, as you are still being a part of the body of Christ and fellowship, and make your way back to your seats this morning. And uh, let me just uh, quickly make a couple announcements. Uh, if you brought kids this morning, please take them home with you. We don't keep them here. This is not Eli and Samuel. I do not watch your kids after you leave the temple. Take your kids home with you if you don't mind. I want to also say, uh, if you have not already signed up for next week's Family Fest, we still have some slots open for uh, workers um, and uh, people involved with that. But we also have a sign-up sheet. You can be seated. You don't have to stand this morning. You can be seated. 
Um, we have some slots still available for, for things to sign up for. We still need candy. We still need different uh, food items. You can see uh, Sister Jeannie. I saw her here a while ago. She's back here. Um, you can see some of these ladies that are a part. They'll tell you what we need. Uh, but we've, we've got a couple things still left. We've got sign-up sheets. We've got all kinds of inflatables and cotton candy machines and snow cones and funnel cakes and all kinds of stuff coming in. Do not come and think you're going to watch your calories because that's going to go out the window. So fast all day if you need to, but come come that night. It's next Sunday night. It'll start at 5 o'clock, and we'll run till 7 p.m., and then we'll finish with uh, Trunk or Treat. And once Trunk or Treat is finished, um, I have contracted and already have got it approved. We're going to have a fireworks display for you to end the night. And so we're going to have a lot of fireworks. We're going to blow it up. You have to pay taxes to help me blow them up. So that means your teenagers cannot help me blow up the fireworks this year. Um, but our insurance uh, is already on board with all of that. To all our online guests, I do think we finally have both platforms today, don't we? Can we give the Lord praise for finally getting all that fixed? Um, no thanks to Home Telecom, but we appreciate it. And uh, uh, But uh, God is good. For all of those that are watching, you can always find out stuff about the church on the Internet, on our uh, Facebook, uh, YouTube channels, all that stuff. Let me say to all today uh, how much we are so glad to have you in service. If you are a first-time guest and you didn't come with the guest speaker, and we'll have his intro here in a few moments, um, if you would fill out the connection card in the seat in front of you and immediately following service, give it to one of our hospitality members. They would be glad to welcome you, tell you all about our church and, and any information that you need. It's so good to see a lot of, of people that's been out uh, the last couple weeks. My dear sister Patricia Lambert's back today. She's been battling some back stuff, but she made it back today um, and some other folks today. If you yesterday, and, and I'm going to get out of the way, but if you yesterday were here, whether it was for five minutes or it was for five hours to the church work day, would you stand just so that I, I don't want to call names, but if you came even, if you just dropped off biscuits, if you were here, yesterday that came to work yesterday thank let me say thank you to all of you and uh, you can be seated and I want to tell you how good God is so we took a tree down up front we needed some things done and um, Shane which is uh, brother Storm's dad uh, has a landscaping company and he had a wood chipper and all these different things he said we could use and we had all this set up well Friday night uh, Storm plays varsity football for Berkeley High School and Friday night Storm we thought fractured his wrist, but now we think it's a bunch of torn ligaments. But as you can see, he's not normally bandaged up like he is. But he was pretty out. We didn't leave the hospital till after 1230 or so on Friday night with him being bandaged up. And I pulled up into the parking lot at 9 o'clock yesterday. Storm showed up with the chipper, and I want you to know that was important. And I thank you for making that effort. And uh, so, so I wanted to recognize him. Um, this time, I'm going to, before we do the other stuff, I'm going to have those leading scripture and prayer. I think, Brother Marion, that's you today. I'm going to have him come, lead us in our normal scripture and prayer, and then immediately following it, we'll turn it over to uh, those that will be handling the remaining portion of the service. God bless you. I'm going to start with saying praise the Lord. First um, Thessalonians chapter 5. Paul's final instructions to the Thessalonian church. He said, And we beseech you, brethren, to know that which labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love for their work's sake, and be at peace among yourselves. Now we exhort you, brethren, warn them that are unruly, comfort the feeble-minded, support the weak, be patient toward all men. 
I'd like to go to the Lord in prayer and invite his presence. I already feel his touch. I already feel his presence. Um, we're all in the right place. So let's just give um, the Lord some praise and worship in this service today. And um, let, us, let us all pray. Father, again, we're thankful, Lord, always for your love and mercy. Thankful to be in your house. Father, I pray, Lord, that you would speak to us today, Lord, through song, through the minister and your word. Father, I pray that you would touch hearts and lives, Lord. Father, again, we love you and thank you, Lord, for all that you do in our lives. Father, I pray that we continue, Lord, to be good stewards. Lord, that we continue to go out into these fields that are ripe unto harvest and continue to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. Again, we thank you for all that you're doing. Touch the body of Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Today is Pastor Appreciation Day, and because of that, Riley has a special song she wanted to sing for the pastor. So, Riley, how about come on up here and bless us with song. i 
this time we're going to have a short video uh, in honor of our pastor.
I want to do the one thing that he hates the most, which is, would you come here for just a minute, please? You can bring your doc bride. We love them both. I'll make it sweet and short. From a grateful church, we want to thank you very much for your last year of pastoring. Hope you'll have many, many more. And continue to do all the things that we just saw up there. You do them so well. Thank you very much. Off. Let me say as the uh, worship team gets ready to come back, uh, on behalf of Brianna and I, thank you um, so much. We, um, we enjoy the journey uh, around here. Um, I said when I came three years ago, uh, I may not be the best pastor that can preach. Um, there will be other guys that are more qualified to preach the gospel in terms of their communication and delivery. There'll be lots of guys that may have better administration skills or they may have better skill set, but um, I promised you three years ago, and I'd stand by that, but nobody's going to love you uh, more than I will. And, um, you know, at the end of the day, uh, we have walked through some some journeys. Uh, We have buried loved ones together. We have walked dangerous roads together. We have tried to save your kids from getting killed by their parents for stupid stuff they've done in high school. We have talked to each other. We have we have laughed. We have went on youth trips. We have done some things that probably could have got us arrested if we got caught doing dumb stuff that we didn't think about at the time, Corey. Um, but um, but uh, it worked. <laughs> we we're here, thank God. Uh, but uh, you saw many things. We like to have fun. I enjoy getting pied in the face and dressing up and all the crazy characters of of VBS and. Things like that, you know. Yes, more importantly, I love preaching the gospel and seeing souls saved. But I love, I love just being family. I love laughing together and uh, and having a good time. Brianna and I talk about it all the time. She gets more embarrassed by it than I do. She does. She disowns me more often than not. Uh, just like some of those videos that you saw, where I'm giving the weather report during the hurricane this year. She told everybody she knows that that was not her husband. So. Um, <laughs> Some people out there don't know who her husband is because they didn't that, that thought that was me. But, um, but anyway, let me say thank you uh, again for all of that. I did not endorse all those pictures. I don't know where some of them were found. I don't know who found some of those. Those were supposed to be like, you know, in a sealed envelope, sealed away, never to be seen again. That was my juvie records that should have been sealed and never found. I don't know where you found my Easter production, Jesus wigs, and all that stuff. That's not... But, uh, but thank you so much. But I, more importantly, let me say as we get ready to segue, I know it's about, you know, we're celebrating Pastor Appreciation Day, but I appreciate it, but I want us to have church today. And uh, I want us to get ready. We're getting ready to go back into worship, sing a couple more worship songs. We're going to have a guest speaker preach today. But thank you. I love you. I'm excited about the food, but I want us to have church, okay? So let's worship the Lord together. Will the worship team come together? and let's, let's We're going to sing a song we sing around here a lot called Jesus, Your Name Be Lifted High. And so... Let's worship the Lord together this morning as we sing. For Jesus, we lift your name on high, your name on high, be lifted high. Oh, we sing, Jesus, we lift your name on high, your name on high. Jesus, we lift your name on high, your name on high. 
moment this morning. We're going to at this time I have a short video played and we'll come right back at this moment. Santee Circle Church of God is honored to host Bishop Bruce C. Fox, along with his wife, Sister Idell Fox, with us today for this special service. Pastor Fox has served as a pastor, evangelist, revivalist, spiritual mentor, and a friend to so many. He has served on various state elected boards and committees for the Churches of God in South Carolina. He has pastored churches in North Carolina, as well as many well-known churches in South Carolina, like the Oak Road Church of God in Lux Corner, South Carolina, the Elmwood Avenue Church of God in Columbia, South Carolina, and most recently before his retirement, the South Aiken Church of God, which is now called Mercy Church. Pastor Fox and Sister Fox have celebrated 50 years of marriage this past August and are the proud parents of two children, Eric and Amy. They are also the proud grandparents of two precious grandchildren. We are honored today to have them join us in service and following the last two praise and worship songs, the next voice you will hear will be the man of the hour, Bishop Bruce C. Fox. Santee Circle Church of God, will you welcome Brother and Sister Fox with a warm reception via a hand clap of appreciation at this time. God bless. Let's stand all over the house today and let's sing this together. Well, this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it.
I was a nobody that met somebody that loved everybody and loves everybody. And now I'm an heir and a joint heir with Jesus Christ, the Son of God. Have you remember the day that the Lord found you? Amen. He picked you up, put your feet on solid ground. Amen. It's such a privilege to be here today for such a wonderful occasion. Thank you, Brother Schmerger, for uh, the beautiful way that you folks have handled this service today. It's important to give honor where honor is due. Amen. And God will bless a church that will honor their ministerial couple. Amen. The pastor and his precious wife, companion. Rihanna, I've never met you formerly. Seen pictures of your beautiful face and wedding pictures and all of these things. But it's a pleasure to meet you today and be in service with you. Amen. I think that Brother Jonathan married up a little bit, don't y'all? <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. But I thank God for this wonderful man of God and his beautiful companion. Amen. He's my grandson in the Lord. Amen. His father uh, was uh, my music of minister, Brother Keith Vaughn, for nine years at Oakley Road Church of God. We pastored there for 11 years, the majority of the time that I was a pastor there. And uh, went through the internship program with me. And I think you went through the internship program with your dad, didn't you? Didn't you, Jonathan? So that makes him my uh, grandson in the Lord. We got time for me to play the, the song. I want to blow my heart for a minute for you. Can I do that? I want to play a blessed old song. If you ever take time to read those words, it's a sweet hour of prayer. Kick it off on the
I feel the presence of the Lord in the house this morning, don't you? Would you stand with me for the reading of God's Word? I have a word I believe that the Lord would have me to bring today on this occasion. And the title of my message this morning is The Ministry of Encouragement. The Ministry of Encouragement. Amen. Would you turn to somebody and say, I love you, and ain't nothing you can do about it. Praise God. Now turn it back to that person and say, I want to spend eternity with you. Aren't those two powerful statements? Can I tell you that's what Jesus is saying to you today? Is I love you and there's nothing you can do about it. And that I want to spend eternity with you. Amen. In the Word of God in Acts, the fourth chapter, I want to read starting with verse 31. Go down through the verse 37 in the Word of God. And when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And they spake the Word of God with boldness. Amen. That's what happens when the Holy Ghost comes. And the multitude of them believed, that believed were of one heart and of one soul. Neither said any of them that aught of the things which he possessed was his own. But they had all things in common. Say that with me. All things in common. And with great power, somebody say that, great power gave the apostles witness of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. Neither was there any among them that lacked. For as many as were possessors of lands or houses sold them and brought the prices of the things that were sold and laid them down at the apostles' feet. And distribution was made unto every man according as he had need. And Josiah, who by the apostles was surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted the son of consolation or the son of encouragement. Say that, the son of encouragement. A Levite and of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. The ministry of encouragement. That's why God has sent this beautiful ministry couple here to this church for the ministry of encouragement. Have they been an encouragement to you since they've been? As I look across this congregation and see this beautiful, full church this morning, I believe that somebody has been encouraged. Father, I thank you, Lord, for this special occasion. I thank you, God, Lord, for the beautiful people that are here today, Lord. As I look across this congregation, I see folk, Lord, that I've had the privilege for several years to pastor. And, Lord, I know their hearts, and I know they love you. And, and I know, God, that you brought us here today, Lord, for this occasion, Lord, to, to give honor, Lord, where honor is due. But, Lord, most of all, we honor you because it's all about you, Jesus, and what you did at Calvary for us. And I pray today, Lord, if there be one person in this room that's discouraged, let the 
ministry of encouragement, God, cover their lives today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Now tell them you look real good sitting by me. And if you're sitting by yourself, just say, I look good all by myself. Amen. Amen. And amen. The ministry of encouragement. There's a lot of discouragement in the church today. You know, I, I was saying, I was preaching revival over at Carnes Crossroad, and I said, you know, there seems like there's a numbness because of COVID and all of this that has come upon a lot of places. I don't feel it here. But I, I, in the places that I've traveled of late, uh, there's a numbness uh, of people, uh, of what they've been through in their life. Uh, but there's a lot of discouragement the enemy has tried to use against good Christian folk. But I, I like what the Bible said about this uh, man called uh, uh, Barnabas, if you please. Let's read that verse 36 and 37 again. And Jose, who's by the apostles, was surnamed Barnabas which is being interpreted the son of consolation. That word consolation means encourager. Amen. He was a mighty encourager. He was one that would come up beside you and, uh, and speak words of comfort and encourage A Levite and of the country of Cyprus. He had land. He sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. He gave of himself for the cause of the early church if you please. Amen. You see, the Bible says this about encouragement. Amen. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1 and verse 3, it said, Blessed be the God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. That word comfort there in the original language literally means encouragement. Amen. He is the God of all encouragement. Praise God. So I believe that if we're going to be like our God, we need to be encouragers. Amen. God needs some encouragers in the church. Oh, amen. Somebody say amen with me. Praise the name of the Lord. You see, because discouragement is of the devil. It is of the devil. It was once said by someone that discouragement is the dark room where the negatives of failure are developed. Now, you young people, you don't know what that means because uh, you've got these electronic uh, uh, devices that take uh, instant uh, uh, pictures. But you see, uh, it's talking about the process of, of developing uh, film in a dark room. But, uh, but discouragement is the dark room where the negatives of failure are developed, if you please. See, discouragement is the dismantling of courage. Come on. It's the dismantling of, of courage. If you're discouraged, you can't do anything for God. Come on. But if you're encouraged, there's nothing that you can't do for God. Come on. I like what Philippians 4 and 13 says. It says, I can do all things through Christ that strengthens me. Amen. That's God's promise to you. But listen, if you'll say it like this, I will 
do all things through Christ that strengtheneth me. That's your promise to God. Let's say that together. I will do all things through Christ Jesus who strengtheneth me. Oh, somebody say praise the Lord in the house. There are several things that I want us to see about this encourager called Barnabas. And I believe that you can see in him a lot of what you see in your pastor and his beautiful companion. First of all, Barnabas was a load lifter. A load lifter. You know, there's a lot of folks, they come around and they'll, uh, they'll try to put a load on you if you'll let them. Come on. Especially in the church, you're walking around with two or three sacks on your back, and they say, you know, you look like you could carry about two or three more. Here, take two of mine. Come on. There's some folks that kind of weigh you down, but a load lifter is somebody that lifts the load and takes care of the load and, and picks it up. Amen. Praise God. Look at verse 37 one more time. This man had land, and he sold it, and he brought the money, and he laid it at the apostles' feet. Amen. Praise God. You see, at the day of Pentecost, there was a great revival that took place. A great revival. Peter stood up on the day of Pentecost and 3,000 souls were saved. How would you like to preach a sermon like that, Pastor? Amen. And 3,000 souls came to, to the Lord. And, and the next service he preached, 5,000 more got saved. And, and, and some scholars seem to think that over 60 to 100,000 people were saved during this great movement of God as the early church was being birthed there after the day of Pentecost. Amen. And uh, all of the people that had come for the Feast of Pentecost and the Word uh, went around. No wonder those Jewish leaders were getting nervous. Amen. No wonder they were having a time scrambling around. And uh, you're talking about having enough food for homecoming. You know, as a pastor, I always worried, you know, is there going to be enough food brought? You know, I've never seen a homecoming where there wasn't enough food. I've seen a few times where uh, I got a little nervous. I've seen a few times where God, he, uh, uh, he multiplied the food, it seemed like. But, but this man, uh, uh, nobody told him to do it, but he went and sold his land. And he, he saw a need, and he responded to that need, and he lifted up a load. <laughs> Praise God. He knew the difference between ownership and stewardship. Praise God. And he brought what he had, and he gave it to the apostles to meet the need. Can I tell you that this man and woman of God that you have for your pastoral leadership, they are load lifters. When they see the need, they come to that need, and they'll lift your load, amen, and help you along. How many of they have come alongside of you when you needed a load lifted off of you, and they helped you, amen, in some way? Thank God for this beautiful young couple, amen, and their desire to be used of God, amen, for the glory of God, if you please. But not only was Bartimaeus a load lifter, he was a friend finder, a friend finder. Let's look in Acts chapter 9 for just a minute, verse 23, on down through to verse 26. And after many days were fulfilled, the Jews took counsel to kill him, 
talking about Paul, Saul of Tarsus, who on the road to Damascus, the great light of the Lord showed upon his path, knocked him off his horse, on his face, amen, on his knees, if you please. And here he comes, and he tried to uh, 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 let the people know that God saved him, that Jesus Christ had come into his heart. And look, after that many days were fulfilled, the Jews took counsel to kill him. They really welcomed him in, didn't they? <laughs> Praise God. But their laying await was known to of Saul, and they watched the gates day and night to kill him. Verse 25. Then the disciples took him by night and led him down by the wall in a basket. And when Saul was come to Jerusalem, he essayed or he tried to join himself to the disciples, but they were all afraid of him and believed not that he was a disciple. He had killed some Christians and he had uh, put others in prison, and now this man says, I'm a Christian. And they just didn't trust him, if you please. But look at verse 27 with me. But Barnabas, somebody say, old Barney, <laughs> took him and brought him to the apostles and declared unto them how he had seen the Lord in the way and that he had spoken to him, and how he had preached boldly at Damascus in the name of Jesus. Amen. He became a friend, if you please, to a new and lonely disciple of the Lord. Barney brought, brought Paul and says, come on with me, boy. Let me introduce you formally to the brothers and sisters. Amen. He brought him in, and he but I, I believe he patted him on the shoulder, Pastor Jonathan, and, and said, you need to believe this man. You need to hear this man's testimony. You need to hear what God has done in his life. You know, sometimes we just don't understand what God has done in folks' life. Come on. We don't understand where God's brought them from. We don't understand what God's brought them through. I mean, they might not shout the way you shout, or they might not talk the way you talk, and uh, you may not get as excited as they do, but maybe you just don't understand where they're coming from. Amen. Praise God. But God gloriously saved uh, Saul of Tarsus on the road to Damascus and changed his name to Paul. Amen. He gave him a new name, and now Barnabas, a friend, Finder said unto the other disciples, you need to hear his testimony and believe that he's truly a child of God. Amen. We need some friend finders in the church. Amen. We need some folks that will come along, young Christians. Amen. That, that are struggling maybe to, to get started along in the way. But I believe that you've got a pastor and a pastor's wife that will do that. Amen. And they want to teach you to do the same thing. And when you do that, this church is going to grow. Amen. God's going to say, I believe it. I, I'm going to say it prophetically. I, I believe that God is going to double this church in just a short period of time. Amen. Because I believe there's some friend finders uh, sitting on these pews today that you're looking for somebody to encourage along the way and to bring to Jesus Christ. Would you say this with me? Lord, help me to be a friend finder. Amen. But not only was this man a load lifter and a friend finder, he was a bridge builder. A bridge builder, amen. Look at Acts 11 with me and verse 19 through 24. 
Now they which were scattered abroad upon the persecution that arose about Stephen, they traveled as far as Phoenicia and Cyprus. And Antioch preaching the word to none but to the Jews only. They weren't, they weren't preaching to the Gentiles. They were just preaching to the Jews. They were just preaching to the choir, if you please. And some of them were men of Cyprus and Serene, which when they were come to Antioch, spake unto the Grecians, preaching the Lord Jesus. And the hand of the Lord was with them, and a great number believed and turned unto the Lord. Amen. They started preaching to Greeks. Then the tidings of these things came unto the ears of the church, which was in Jerusalem, and they sent forth Barnabas. Somebody said, get old Barney. And sent him down there. Amen. That he should go as far as Antioch. Listen now. Verse 23. Who when he came and had seen the grace of God was glad and exhorted them all that with purpose of heart they would cleave unto the Lord. He encouraged them, if you please. Amen. Uh, he, he was a bridge builder. Amen. For he was a good man. Come on, does this sound like you, Pastor? For he was a good man and full of the Holy Ghost and faith, and much people were added unto the Lord. I believe that we could put Brother Jonathan Vaughn and Sister Brianna Vaughn right there where it says they were good man and woman, full of the Holy Ghost and faith, and much people were added unto the Lord. Amen. He was a bridge builder. I believe that Pastor Jonathan is a bridge builder. You, you see, it takes a young man with a vision. It takes a young man with a vision to fulfill an old man's dreams. I, I'm, I'm dreaming more dreams now than I am having visions. Praise God. But you see, Pastor Jonathan, we had the theology, but you got the technology. <laughs> I was just watching him. The way he was working all that digital stuff and everything, all this stuff flashing on the screens and everything like that. Here, here, here's my technology. I'm still preaching off the yellow pages, Jimmy. Praise God. Still preaching off the, <laughs> the yellow pages. But you see, it takes a young man with a vision to carry on an old man's dreams. Brother Henry Ard, Sister Faye Ard, this, this church was started out of the Oakley Road Church of God uh, when I was pastoring there. And they came over here with a vision, amen, to this part of town, amen, and, and built this church, bought this property, and built this beautiful church here. They had a, a dream, if you please. And a, but uh, what was Henry Ard's dream now has become Jonathan Vaughn's vision, amen. Praise God. And you see what happens when a young man comes in to take an old man's dreams and carry the vision on. He gets a hand over here with the old. And that's what Barnabas was doing. Amen. He was taking the Jewish church and he was going to take the new Gentile church that the Lord was bringing into the kingdom of God in one hand and one one and well, one hand with the new and one hand with the old. And he was bringing it together and he was building a bridge so God could do a great work. Can I tell you in this church, amen, I looked this morning and, and I've seen the young and I, I've seen the more mature. Amen, I should say it that way. The gray-headed folks. 
the gray-bearded folks, amen. Praise God. And God's pulling them together at the Santee Circle Church of God. And God is going to do a great thing in this community that's growing by leaps and bounds. God's placed this church right in the middle of center. Some of the greatest growth is going on in South Carolina. Can somebody say praise the Lord? And God's looking for some bridge builders. Amen. Whoa, I feel the Holy Ghost. Can I tell you just a little bit more before I quit? Praise God. I know the chickens back there in the back. We gave some, but they gave all. This man's a load lifter. This man's a friend finder. This man's a bridge builder. But can I tell you, he's also a disciple a disciple developer. Amen. Look at Acts 11 with me very quickly. Verse 25 and 26. Then departed Bartimaeus, old Barney, somebody say old Barney, to Tarsus, for to seek Saul. Listen, he sought, sought after Saul. Not only did he bring him into the church and embrace him as a friend, but now he sought him out to, to disciple him. And when he had found him, he brought him unto Antioch. And it came to pass that a whole year they assembled themselves with the church. And taught much people. And the disciples were called Christians first at Antioch. I believe that Barnabas poured in to Paul, this young man of God, that God was raising up, amen, to do a great work. You see, the Bible doesn't say a great bit about Paul, about Barnabas. Uh, what I've given to you today is pretty much what all that it says about Barnabas in the Word of God. But you see, can, can I tell you that a fourth, or nearly half of the New Testament was written by Paul and John Mark, his students and his interns. Amen. Isn't that something? Isn't that something? Praise God. God used him as a disciple developer. And I believe that this man of God here and his precious companion, that they are disciple, disciple developers. They want to pour into you. And see you get stronger in the Lord and all of those things. But finally, I believe most importantly, as Bartimaeus was, he was a failure fixer. A failure fixer. Let me read one more scripture to you. Acts 15, verse 36 through 48. And some days after Paul said unto Bartimaeus, let us go again and visit our brethren in every city where we have preached the word of the Lord and see how they do. And Barnabas determined, listen now, Barnabas determined to take with him John Mark, whose surname was Mark. He's the one that wrote the book of Mark. Look at verse 38 now. But Paul thought not good to take him with them who departed from them from Pamphylia and went not with them to the work. In other words, the last missionary journey that they were on, John Mark got discouraged. Somewhere along the way, fear got in his heart or something happened to him, he turned back and he went back. But here in this particular scripture, we see that Barnabas, the failure fixer. <laughs> Somebody say, oh, Barney. Thank God for old Barney. The encourager, amen. 
says, come on, son. He said, let's go again. Let's try it again. Aren't you glad that the Lord said that to you? Let's try it again. You stumble and you fall. That's why I developed that old saying, I'm not down, I'm either up or getting up. Oh, glory to God. Is that true? God bless your heart, Susie. It's so good to see you. Praise God. I'm not down, Susie. I'm either up or getting up. Look at somebody and say, I'm too hard-headed to quit. <laughs> Hallelujah. Too hard-headed to quit. Listen. And listen to verse 39. And the contention was so sharp between them that they departed asunder, one from the other. And so Bartimaeus took Mark. He said, come on, son. Paul might not want you to go, but me and you are going to go do some ministry together. Amen. And they sailed to Cyprus, and Paul chose Silas. And they went down to Philippi and got their backs beat bloody. <laughs> but the Bible says that later on, while he was in prison, Paul said, would you just go ahead and send John Mark? For I believe that he's profitable <laughs> for ministry. He's matured in the Lord. Thank God for failure fixers. How many of you know we need some failure fixers in the church? We don't need to condemn people when they're down. We don't need to write them off and count them off. Well, I didn't think they could make it anyhow. But we need to go to those that fail. And say, come on, try again. They told Thomas, Thomas, come on back to church one more time, son. We've seen the Lord. He's resurrected from the dead. Amen. Praise God. And old Thomas came back to church one more time. He fell at the feet of Jesus and said, my Lord and my God. Because Jesus said, here, son, put your hand in my nail-scarred hands. Here, put your hand in my, pierced, my sword-pierced side. Amen. Come on back to that organ, sister, and, and for just a minute. Amen. Thank God for failure fixers in the church. And I believe that your pastor and sister Brianna are just that, just like that. They have been sent to this church to help you. Amen. To overcome every failure in your life. I want to read a little story to you. In my closing. There was a boy, and I'm not talking about Pastor Jonathan now, but there was a boy whose daddy died when he was just five years old. He dropped out of school at the age of 16. He had lost two jobs by the age of 17. He married by the time he was 18. And by the time he was 19, he had a baby. By the age of 20, he was separated from his wife. At that time, he tried to make a living as a railroad conductor, and he failed. He joined the Army. And he washed out at that. 
rejected by a law school. He failed at farming. Failed as an insurance salesman. He tried to kidnap his baby and failed at that. Finally, he got a job as a cook and a dishwasher. Talked his wife into coming back. And in a little cafe, they cooked and washed dishes together. At the age of 65 years old, he retired and got his first Social Security check. He looked at his $105 check and decided he would just go ahead and commit suicide. But an idea came to him. He said, I can cook. We sure can know how to wash dishes. He borrowed $87 to go along with his $105 Social Security check. And Colonel Harlan Sanders started Kentucky Fried Chicken. 65 years old. We may be eating some of that chicken today. I don't know. You never fail until you quit trying. You never fail until you let discouragement surround you and pull you into that dark room of doubt, disbelief, and fear. I'm talking to somebody this morning. Colonel Sanders, when he got famous, he was walking down Vine Street in Cincinnati, Ohio one day. Had his beautiful white coat on and his top hat, his cane in his hand, beautiful white pants and white shoes. And an old church, an old assembly of God preacher, one of the McDuff boys, powerful men of God. He met Colonel Sanders on Vine Street. Colonel, how you doing? It's so good to see you. The Spirit of God got a hold of Brother Duff. He said, Brother Duff, Colonel, he said, if you were to die today, would you go to heaven? Do you know Jesus is your Savior and Lord? And said, the Colonel just dropped his head. Tears began to flow down his eyes. He said, no, son. I don't know that I can say that. He said, would you like to meet him today? Would you like to know him today and know him as your personal Savior and the forgiver of your sins? And the colonel began to weep and got down on that old nasty street with those pretty white britches on. And he gave his heart to God. Brother Barnes, I'm looking forward to seeing the old colonel one day. Thank God for all the chicken he provided for Church of God homecomings. Thank God for men of God that encourage. Thank God for men of God led by the Holy Ghost that will stand in the pulpit and preach the Word of God. Amen. And speak to the souls of God's people. Amen.
abandoned. You're in this place today and you're discouraged in your life. There's no better time. Amen. What a wonderful compliment to pastor's appreciation for you just to come and say, yes, preacher. I'm discouraged, but I'm going to be encouraged today. I'm going to make up my mind and get up. Amen. Over in Micah, the seventh chapter, it said that when I sit in darkness, the Lord shall be my light. <laughs> when I fall, I shall arise. Come on, say this with me. When I fall, I shall arise. Stand with me all over this house. I'm going to ask this beautiful couple to come and stand at this altar this morning. And I'm going to ask this church, if you would, to come surround them this morning. You've already bathed them with compliments, with appreciation, but the greatest thing that you could do for them today, I want the men and women of God to come and, if you would, please, from all over the house, surround them today. And if you're here today and you're discouraged, if you're here today and you need prayer, we want to pray for you. We pray for the pastor. Oh, God, I know that you're going to send a great increase to this church. Oh, God, this man of God who's made up his mind, oh, God, to be a bridge builder, to be a load lifter, Lord. God, to be a disciple developer, God. Oh, Lord, to be a friend finder, God. Most of all, he's an anointed, oh, God, preacher of the gospel. And I'm asking you right now in Jesus' name to pour out a fresh anointing on him, God and Sister Brianna. God, I'm asking you today, Lord, to bathe them in your anointing and your love, God. Open up the word of God to him, Lord, that when he stands to preach, Lord, he will preach as the oracles of God. I'm asking you today, God, oh, Lord, to protect them, God. Surround them, oh, God. I'm asking you, God, to guard their hearts, oh, God, against the fiery darts of the enemy, Lord. I'm asking you, God, to build a hedge around this great church church, Lord, that you have planted, God, in this community, Lord. I'm asking you, God, to bring a body move of the Holy Ghost upon this house, Lord. Oh, Holy Spirit of God, I believe that you've brought people together, God, for such a time as this, Lord. Anoint these, oh God, that stand here today and lay hands on this man and woman of God. Anoint this congregation, God. Oh, God, anoint the teachers of this church. Anoint the musicians, God, oh Lord, that play the notes, oh God, of praise from this pulpit, God, every Sunday, God. I'm asking you, dear God, to send a great revival, Lord. Oh, God, send your glory upon this house. Send your glory, say it, church. Send your glory, God, upon this house in the name of the Father. In the 
the Son, and the Holy Ghost. I pray, God, that you would bless them. I pray, God, that you would keep them. I pray, God, that you would be gracious to them. Lift up your countenance upon them, Lord. Lord, let your face shine upon them, God. Give them your peace. Give them your provision. Give them your power. Give them your protection, God. In all of those things, God, we pray and believe and speak it in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Now would you turn and begin to pray for one another right now all over the house. Will you do that right now? Come on. Somebody standing by you might need to be encouraged. Come on. All over the house. Reach over there and get somebody by the hand right now. Come on. Come on right now. Oh, God. Oh, God. I encourage you. Say it. I encourage you in the name of Jesus. I encourage you in the name of Jesus. Oh, oh, what a sweet spirit in this house. What a sweet spirit in this house today. Come on, church, continue to praise him for just a minute. Continue to praise him for just a minute. Oh, Spirit of God. 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 There's a spirit of encouragement in this room today. There's a spirit of encouragement in this room today. Thank God that Jesus came and he's a failure fixer. <laughs> Thank God that Jesus is a failure fixer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Just worship for a little bit more. Just worship for a little bit more, church. Just worship for a little bit longer. Aren't you glad he's still working on you? I'm so glad he's still working on me. song says to make me what I ought to be. <laughs> but oh God, don't stop working on me. I'm so glad he's a failure fixer. Everything that I said that Barnabas was, Jesus is. Everything I said that Barnabas was, your pastor and his sweet wife are. Hallelujah. So I present to you, brother and sister Barney. <laughs> brother and sister Barney. Hey, let's give brother and sister Barney a big hand, would you? I still feel the Holy Ghost in the house. 
Come on, praise him one more time. Put your hands together. Come on, praise him. Praise him. just graduated that December 2009, so it would have been January, February of 2010. And I had this dream that I didn't really understand it then, but I was standing, kind of like free-floating over this cavern, this really deep area. I couldn't even see the bottom. And there was a bridge on one side. Pastor Fox didn't know he talked about it today, but there was a bridge on one side, and there was a bridge on the other. But the bridge had broke. It's like one of those draw rope bridges that you go across, you know, that in the mountains. It just had broke. And on this side, I saw, I couldn't see faces, but I could just see that this was older folks. On this side over here, I saw a bunch of kids, teenagers. I didn't recognize faces. I could just tell silhouettes of, of the ages and things like that. And I, I told my mom and dad, I asked my mom and dad about it. And they were like, son, I, you know, I don't know what that means. And for the longest time, I thought, I don't know, that's a weird, weird dream to have. I don't really understand it, but, you know, I don't know. I used to tell my parents all the time, I was like, maybe, maybe that was God just showing me, you know, he's, you know, I don't know what I was in the middle for, but, but there's different folks for, you know, doing different things, different strokes for different folks. And I came here in 2019. I didn't know COVID was coming. <laughs> Neither did you. I told somebody, I said, you know, every pastor of their first church, they have challenges. You can be seated for a moment because we're going to pray. Every pastor has challenges. You know, they they move the coffee table three inches to the left, and it was grandmama's coffee table in the church, so he gets fired over it. I mean, you know, stuff like that. You know, they had their challenges. He spray-painted the youth room with graffiti versus putting the original Ten Commandments out of, you know, the Ark of the Covenant in there or whatever, but... My challenge wasn't turf wars. It wasn't someone was upset because we spray-painted parking lot uh, signs. I got here in less than six months, and we shut down. <laughs> the world shut down. And I thought, well, I've heard of preachers shutting down churches, but this is a new one for me. We had to go online. We had to scramble and do digital, what I call digital church. I remember I always tell people all the time, behind every good man, you always heard there's a good woman and all that stuff. Well, I might be on the side. I mean, obviously Jesus is the head of the church. On the side, my name be on there. But no man, he can be the head of his household, but he don't go very far if the neck don't turn. If you ever mess up your neck, you realize real quickly your neck, I mean, your head don't turn very much when the neck ain't working right. So... God blessed me with a double neck. I got not double chins. I have double necks between Miss Carol and Brianna. They turn me every way I need to go. 
During that season, I was a little discouraged. And Ms. Carol was like, Pastor, it's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. And finances were better in COVID than what it was before we had COVID. God continued to bless and continue to move. And I remember sitting on the back porch of my house, the house I had at the time. And I remember, Brother Larry, that dream. And I thought about it. I said, man, I got people in my church like Brother and Sister Barnes. They don't know about computers like I know. I got senior adults in my church. They don't even know what YouTube is. They didn't even have an original tube called a television. Much less know what YouTube is. How am I going to do digital church with seniors who, they don't do technology like that. I got all these teenagers and young adults and Tana and others who can do Facebook and all the stuff I can drop in the hat. And that dream came to mind. I slowly started seeing when I got here, we had, we had a few young adults, not a lot. We had a few, but mainly seniors. And I started seeing people like Corey and Jennifer start making their way. Larry and Jennifer make their way and others. Tyler and Carmen subsequently have come. It's like, not because of me, but it's like God just, he did what he showed me in the dream. He's just bringing us all back together. I don't want to be an old church. I don't want to be a young church. I don't want to be all blacked out and screens everywhere and I can't see my hand in front of my face when I'm worshiping God. But I don't want to not be able to reach people who are a little bit more advanced in technology than I am. I've often said the message doesn't change. Sometimes the methodology might be adjusted, but the message has to stay the same. It's Him crucified, buried, risen, and coming again. However you box it up, it's got to be about Him and nobody else. Let me say to you on this day, I can't, and I know Brandon would say it, but you know if I call her up here, she ain't saying nothing. But we love you. You have made us family. More importantly, you welcomed us into your family. You have made this journey an enjoyable journey. It doesn't mean we don't have challenges, disagreements. We have those. We're family, so we disagree. But blood's thicker than water. Bible says that we are all one blood under Jesus Christ. So we're family. So on behalf, I don't know what all, who all has cooked. I don't know who all has done what. Um, I, I would get myself in trouble if I told everybody, thank you, that I, I'd lead somebody out. But thank you. If I don't check, get to check in with all of you before this day's over with, thank you. To all my ushers, Storm, Mason somewhere, I don't know, he's hiding somewhere. Mason, there he is. All my ushers and people that helped with this today, media personnel, thank you so much. Let me say quickly um, before we go, I would ask you to go out this door here unless you go all the way around, but go out this door here only because we go through this door, you put yourself right there where the ladies are, are fixing the food and I don't want I don't want it to become a conglomerate right there. So either outside or along this. Please let Pastor Fox and Sister Fox go first as our special guest. Can we just give him a hand of appreciation for the word he brought today? so glad uh, that his daughter Amy could be with uh, us today. Since Eric couldn't be here because he's busy, we just brought Eric 2.0 with us. So we didn't bring Eric, but we brought Eric Jr. Uh, here. <laughs> but we're thankful for his family being here. So let them eat uh, as well with us today uh, and go first as well. Let me say all that led Pastor Richard, I know Miss Jennifer Wyatt kind of coordinated some things and did the video, but I know a lot of you had your hands in this. Thank you so much. There won't be service tonight. Next week is Family Fest, so we'll have a big, powerful church service, but then next Sunday night, we're going to celebrate. If you haven't signed up for bringing something or you want to bring something, the sign-up sheet's back there. We still need hot dogs, hot dog buns, condiments like ketchup and mustard, all that stuff. 
So just let us know what you want to bring. Before I dismiss in prayer, I have promised the most beautiful lady outside of my wife an opportunity to talk to this church for the last two weeks, and I keep forgetting, and I'm not going to do it today. Sister Barnes wanted to address you today, and uh, she would be the prettiest in here if it weren't for Brianna, but unfortunately, Brianna takes the trump card today. So, uh, But I'm going to ask Sister Barnes to come just real quickly. Uh, she had something she wanted to share on, on her heart.
going to ask you to stand all over the house this morning. And I'm going to ask Brother Andy. I know he doesn't feel his best, but he's my go-to. <laughs> and I'm praying he gets to feeling better. He's been battling some sinus stuff. But he's going to pray over our benediction and our prayer. Uh, Sister Tan, if you don't mind, will you throw up our proclamation so we can say it together? Uh, uh, I think it's on Psalms. The Yes. Let's say it together, church. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in your sight. O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. And let me say before he prays, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May he make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. Lift up his countenance towards you and give you the peace of God that surpasses all human understanding. And guard your hearts until he comes again. I love you and for you. Brother Randy, would you pray at this time?